We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number 28 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I am managing editor at Pixelkin.org and the mother of a three-year-old. I'm joined by fellow mom, Linda Brenneman. Hello. And a uh, fellow child. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome adult child, yes. Simone de Rochefort. Yes, Simone de Rochefort. And we are joined this week by Morla Gorondona, who is also the mother of a three-year-old. That's true. Oh. Ooh, do you, like, put them in pit fights together? Is that what you do with, with no, small children? No, Anna... Mostly, we'll just grab Morla's son and drag him around places. <gasps> yeah, he's very kind of chill and mellow, and Anna's all like extroverted, outgoing. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's so, adorable. They love each other. It's sweet. It it's is. Sweet. Anna has a total crush on him. Yeah. Um, it, but, likewise, likewise. It goes both ways for sure. Yeah. Um, we'll be going to the pumpkin patch together this weekend, mm-hmm. Remlinger Farms, Ooh. and Anna has already been like, Kohler's going to sit next to me on the roller coaster, and Kohler's going to do this, and he's going to do that, and uh, I'm like, well, you have to ask him first, sweetie. You don't have to just assume <laughs> that that's what he's going to do. Well, you, you guys are in that sweet spot there between the parallel play, where they sort of play alongside each other and ignore each other. And then they start learning how to play together. So. Well, Anna tries tries to drag him along and play with him. Yeah. <laughs> right. And Kohler's response is, sure. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he sounds he's, great. he's easily convinced. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's so, uh, so, yeah, it's it's fun That's to have adorable. you on here. Because, oh, I'm so glad. Thanks for having me. Because our kids um, yeah. love tell stories to embarrass your children when they're older. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what being a mom is really all about? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If my mother's anything to judge by, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Morla is a voice actress True who works story. in video games. So we're gonna we'll get back to that in a minute. But we'll start like we always do with news. It is Back to the Future Day. Yay! Yay. Yeah, but it won't be when you listen to this episode. That is true. We'll be in the past. <laughs> the yes. real past. The yes. future. Oh. You're in the future right now, oh, and we right. still won't have hoverboards. All that. Well, yeah. we well, don't talk know to Wiz that. Khalifa about that. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are those things that people know. keep writing around? I don't know. I don't know. know. He gets yeah. arrested for him, though. That's unfortunate. And David <laughs> Beckham did the same thing in that same airport, like, the next week, and he didn't get arrested. So uh, What? Yeah, that's what I, I was like. Come on, okay, guys. Okay, what happened, you guys? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Wiz Khalifa was in LAX riding on his hoverboard, and he was arrested for it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He really had a hoverboard? He, like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know how they work. I don't know I, I've been meaning to look into this. Uh, mostly I was, you know, interested in the systemic racism on display in the story. <laughs> I, I, I did not look into the actual hoverboard technology. Yeah. However, the only, if we... It's the only time a hoverboard gets, like, like second fiddle. It gets, like, second yeah. string. Yeah. <laughs> the only time. Yeah. So oh. as part of Back to the Future Day, Little Big Planet is getting this adorable Yay. little set. Tell us about the set, Simone. There's a level kit out for its Back to the Future themed stuff for Little Big Planet 3. So there is a full level that you can play through where you're trying to power up the DeLorean and go save time, whatever they do in those <laughs> movies. <laughs> and then there's also a bunch of new materials and objects and things that you can use to build your own Back to the Future levels and two costume packs. Um, they have the the costumes from 1885, yeah. and the costumes from 1955, and the costumes from 2015. So basically, Sweet. they have all all the good stuff. And if you actually, if you buy, you can buy the costumes separately. But if you buy each pack together, like all the 1885 costumes, you get a costume for the dog. <laughs> Which is the most important thing? Of uh, course it is. Yeah, yeah. So it's super cute. And Little, Little Big Planet Three is the one with um, not just Sackboy, but the other characters as well. Yeah. So Odd Sock is the dog character who can wall jump, and you can dress him up, and that's very important. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so in other news, Star Wars, Star Wars Force Awakens tickets are on sale. Oh my And God. if you didn't know oh. that, you should uh, <laughs> act on that right now for all, Star Wars. All gone, all of them. You know what? All the tickets. Last night, <laughs> my husband and I were able to get some tickets for Friday during the day. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. At Are you the skipping Alderwood work? Mall. No. Of course <laughs> I am. 
I've got comp hours loaded up, so. That's fair. That's fair. I would yeah. do it. I need to get them. If yeah. Actually, the most important thing about The Force Awakens is that uh, Courtney's boyfriend, David, was on the nightly news for standing <laughs> in line at the Cinerama to buy tickets oh, to yes. the freaking seven-hour marathon. Yes, the marathon. Courtney yes. was telling about <laughs> today. She's going to watch... Well, she said she'll probably skip the prequels. But this marathon thing is you watch all six movies and then you watch Force Awakens. I'm just going to say this. Don't tell Courtney I said this, but Courtney and David are the biggest nerd couple I know. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. This is very true. It's safe with us. It is totally safe. Thank you, Morla. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Pretty exciting about that. Uh, Another Star Wars news, Star Wars Battlefront. That's a game and not a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, They have just announced how the classic big characters are going to be used in the game. We're talking about Luke and Leia and Han Solo. And what's going to happen is that you find a power-up in the maps, this in multiplayer, and then you can turn into one of those characters. It's for a limited time, and there can only be one hero or one villain uh, on the map at the same time. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. and then another cool thing is if someone's doing Princess Leia and you spawn next to her, then you turn into um, an Alder an Alderian. How do you pronounce it? Alderan. Guard. Alderan guard. That is just, awesome. That yeah, is really it's cool. really cool. The ah. character models look. They Great. look incredible. Yes. We have a picture of Princess Leia up on the website right now, and it it's so detailed and like Carrie it's Fisher like. Yeah, yeah, it looks exactly like Carrie Fisher. <laughs> yes, yes, and Technology she's in has she's come in the far. Hoth outfit, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes, so not the <laughs> not the bun outfit. <laughs> I was gonna say the um, the, the one Java, that Jabba the Hutt puts her in. Outfit. Mm. Oh yeah, that one. Slave too. girl. Yeah. Uh, Which. Uh, you know, some women, like if you're going to, it's been San Diego Comic-Con where I see it the most. But there are some girls there that mm-hmm. pull that off so beautifully. It must be a fun outfit to make and wear, yeah, definitely. But it's the, different when it's a character without agency. And yeah, she's, yeah. But, you know, I can't imagine why you would actually want to do that. If you Maybe they want all the attention, but, you know. My buns would get cold. <laughs> Oh, oh. oh. Um, I like that. that was yeah, because like, it's both of them. Yeah, right? because the hair. <laughs> right. right. I yeah. honestly nice didn't job. mean to do that. <laughs> oh, it was good. No, it was really good. Take it, take it, own yeah. it, own it. Um, but you know, she's like harass. Well, maybe she is technically harassed, but I'm using harassing in the, you know, men follow her around drooling, you know, <laughs> at these conventions and. I don't understand. I mean, very, very lovely, beautiful girls I've seen do this, but yeah, as I would never. As far as I know from cosplaying, it's very, it's obnoxious when people do that. But it is like fun to get your photo taken and to be appreciated for the work that you put into a costume like that, which is really structurally difficult to pull off, especially <laughs> the the tiny ones that need to be stuck on. <laughs> I haven't yeah. worn anything that skimpy, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cosplaying's great. Anna, you know, found the inside out people at Geek yeah. Girl Con and she was just completely smitten. She'd follow them or she's like, I want to say hi again. And we go back. And I'm like, go ahead. So They're right cute. there. Go say hi. She was being shy, like for once in her life, <laughs> uh, which she <laughs> never is. Um, but yeah, so that was so cool. Um, so we got a little off topic there, but that's okay. <laughs> um, Pikachu is coming to Build-A-Bear. <gasps> Yeah, so Build-A-Bear is this store where you go in and you pick a skin basically for your bear. He's empty, and then you go and stuff him, and he gets stitched up, and then you can put outfits on him and God, do all this stuff. you could have made that stuff. sound less morbid. It's what you do, you know? Um, so, yeah, so it's the Pikachu is going to be there now. Go um, ahead, honey. Pick your skin. Well, <laughs> that is what it is. We did. We haven't done one in actual Build a Bear, but mm-hmm. we did one at Atlantis um, Resort in Bahamas. They have their little special ones there, and we did it when Anna was like eighteen months, um, <laughs> and it was a turtle, and she was totally not interested in it. Really, mm-hmm. she like put like one handful of stuffing into the thing, and was like, "I'm done." Um, but it was her first time at Atlantis, so we wanted to do something special. But yeah, she didn't really care about it. So, yeah, so Pikachu, he's going to have accessories yeah, There and will things. be accessories. There's a little Pokeball hoodie that he can wear, which yeah. sounds like the best thing, and a Charizard costume, which 
Also sounds like the best thing. Um, and then I think the, when you make the Pikachu, there's a limited edition Pokemon trading card that you get with it. Uh, I don't know how much it'll co- cost yeah. yet, if it'll be the same as other Build-A-Bears or more, but it's going to be adorable. Yes. And I want it. I haven't been into a Build-A-Bear <laughs> store, so I have no idea what they cost. Although there is one in Alderwood Mall, which is close to the three mm-hmm. of us here. Um, it's like right across from the toddler play area. Oh. It's very strategically oh, right. placed. I have sure. always yes. wanted to build a bear. Always. I never have. Well, the you mall is very close to you. you I know. Go and do I it. I know. I think you might be a little tall for the play area, but um, you can at least do the build You're bringing up some really hurtful memories, Nicole. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? We were completely nice to each other on last week's podcast, so we, we missed it, so we got to make up for it. Um, Gloves off this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Apple TV is a thing that you can buy this week. Yay. Or, well, it is. It's, it's always, on, it's been a thing for a while, but the yeah, new one, the new, the new one. model's coming out this week. Yeah. Um, I am pretty excited about this. It's going to be a really, really big change from the old Apple TV, if you're familiar with the old one. It was basically just for streaming shows, watching movies. You could rent movies through iTunes and things like that. And you could also play music. The new one, had it's totally redesigned. They've built um, a new operating system called tvOS, which is not only making it a lot easier to browse and search for movies and things, but it will also have the App Store, just like you have on your phone. And so you can play apps on your TV with the new um, Siri remote that comes with the Apple TV, which is also a huge upgrade on that old <laughs> crappy remote. Um, so this it's interesting. I'm still I, I've talked about this before. I'm still not sure what effect this will have on living room gaming. It honestly seems to me like I said before, the people who want to play games on a TV and like see it on the big screen aren't necessarily the people who are playing apps. Because these are people who are like sitting down to have a quick game on their phone while they're doing something else. They don't want to be dominating the living room space. However, it does introduce the possibility of playing multiplayer games on your TV with your phones as the controller, which is pretty cool. Um, And I I want it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of curious about how... um... How people are going to take, like, kind of the translation between using the touchpad on the controller and seeing it what is going, going to be on, hard. on the screen. Yeah. Just, you know, Anna plays the iPad so much. I'm like, I wonder, you know, that's the first thing I thought of when I was reading that. Like, I wonder if that would be something that she would pick up on. Because, you know, the user interface, she, you know, she picks up on immediately. Mm-hmm. She can mm-hmm. move games to her folder. And, <laughs> yeah, so, um, uh, which that I That is noticed. my favorite thing of how she figured that out before <laughs> she should have been able to do it at all. Yeah, no, it was... Uh, <laughs> so clever. <laughs> yes. Uh, I just, um, at least we don't have any, like, objectionable <laughs> apps on there. Like, in my games, there's nothing like, well, I guess there is something mature. I, the Wolf Among Us is in there now. Mm. Um, but it doesn't have a very interesting icon. So yeah. I don't think that she will want to move it. It's just a <laughs> W. Um, but, yeah, so I was, like, kind of trying to think, like, how yeah. how well she would adapt and to something like the, that. The remote itself, like I said, you can play with your phone, but the remote itself has a touch surface on it. So you can play with that and use touch controls just like you would on your phone. But like you said, it's not, like, pressing on the image like we're used to you have to get used to it being somewhat at a distance from you i am excited to try it but i think that it will be sufficiently awkward to not be incredibly compelling uh apple is promoting a third-party controller called the the nimbus from steel series that can be um used with the apple tv and i'm pretty sure it will also be compatible with other third-party ios controllers um so they they are they're not necessarily trying to take over living room gaming. It it kind of seems like they're just going to throw it to the wall, throw it yeah. onto the wall and see if it sticks. But yeah. Um, yeah. So how much does all this cost? The thirty two um, gigabyte the gigabit. Oh my god. Yeah. No. God. <laughs> thirty two gigabyte Apple TV is one forty nine, and the sixty four is one ninety nine, um, which is. A big upgrade from the... Okay, well, it is a big upgrade um, 
like the components of it are a lot more advanced than the old one. The old one costs like $70 right now, and that's the one that I have. It will not be able to do any of this stuff. So if mm. once the, the new Apple TV comes out, like you're not going to be able to get the App Store on your old one. You'll still use the old um, remote control. But uh, it basically, it has a totally new chip in it. It uses the A8 chip, which is used in the iPhone 6. And the old one uses the same chip used in the iPhone 4S so, <laughs> so many generations ago. So it's yes. going to be a lot more powerful. Um, and that's why the price hike. Yeah. yeah. That's not that bad of a price. Oh, definitely I not. I mean, when you consider other yeah. Apple devices, like the iPad itself is yeah. $800 yeah. or something like that. So it's not too bad. Definitely. Um, yeah, so it would be interesting to see how that plays mm-hmm. out. So in other news, NPD has released the top-selling games for September. The funny thing about NPD is they've been doing these for a long, long time, these sales lists. But they they don't take into account digital sales, which is getting what? to be a bigger and bigger thing. Yeah. Yeah. So huh. they just track physical sales of the discs. Huh. So the top-selling game was NBA 2K16, which is a little surprising to me, it beat out Madden. Um, they actually said that 2K16 was the best launch of a sports game ever. Dang. <laughs> yeah, so it has completely blown Madden out of the water. I was really surprised about that. So, um, so cool. yeah. We'll okay. have the review. Yay, basketball. Yeah, exactly. We'll have the review up on Pixelkin tomorrow. Um, and then, obviously, Madden was one of the top-selling ones. Uh, Disney Infinity, Mario Maker, Minecraft, Destiny, Medical yeah. Gear Solid Five. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Destiny. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, uh, but yeah, you know your typical. And uh, the interesting thing is, there Disney Infinity is on there, but Skylanders is not. Why? Why, Simone? Why it's is that? Better. <laughs> I don't know why that is. I object. <laughs> it did come out a little later, though. But it true, wasn't a lot. That's true. It was like no, a week later, right? No, no. Uh, Disney Infinity came out on August 30th, and Skylanders came out on September 20th. Oh, okay. Well, that's so why that's probably the reason. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so there's hope. Check back yeah. in. Is it monthly that they it's do this? It's monthly okay. that they do this. I'll check yes. back in next month, and then we'll see. We'll yes. see who the winner is. I yeah. wonder what the <laughs> list would look like if it did have digital downloads on it. Yeah. Probably completely different. Completely different, right. I'm yeah. thinking, yeah. yeah. I don't think the sports games would even be in there at all, honestly. Yeah. Are you mm, – I don't know. I mean, I maybe. so popular even though, I mean, we don't really talk about them as much because there's not a lot to talk about, yeah. to be honest. I really think but. that people who play sports games are completely different from people who play, like, mm. regular game games because um, mm. I think that people – most people who play sports games kind of – that's the only games that they play because they're yeah, big sports fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm so totally they go pick it up at Target or something. Yeah, exactly. I'm totally making an assumption here, but <laughs> but that seems to be the case. So, um, but yeah, if they were counting digital, I think it would be totally different. We should hmm. put a poll up on the website. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. <laughs> um, okay, so moving on, Morla. Is here today because Hi. she is a voice actress. Excited, <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. um, and if you probably heard her cheer, but she had some work done in Destiny. So oh, yeah. tell us about Destiny first. Um, well, I guess I'll start at the beginning with. Um, uh, well, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess. The <laughs> Where do I start? Where do I start? Every time my roommate um, plays a mission with the Hive, I, I hear those screams and I think of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we'll start with that. So I, I got my start in Destiny as the voice of the Hive. So uh, all this, the screeches and the screams that that's that's me. And um, and that was also I later found out is also used in a lot of the weaponry too. So you can that's hear, cool. Like, my voice zipping by your ears. <laughs> and, nice. Uh, so that's really that's 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 how I got my start. And then uh, later, when with the with the dark below, I came in. I was um, as Eris Morn, and also Omnigol in that as well. So I at, at different times you would hear Eris Morn, Omnigol, the Hive, and the weapon. So you like could hear my voice in like five different ways in <laughs> nice, any given nice. room. So yeah, but Eris Morn is is my character. I. I I voice Eris Morn, and I am back for the Taken King. Yes, as Eris Morn. Wow, yeah. awesome. that is so exciting. So one of the criticisms about Destiny has been about how Peter Dinklage's uh, VO was kind of very different um, than the rest of it. And I know we talked about this before. Kind of, uh, Morla and I, we know each other pretty well because <laughs> of our children. Yeah. Um, so do you want to talk about kind of why that is? Well, it's. Uh, 
Yeah, it's interesting. Not not every not every actor for screens can is is going. To, it's not always going to translate well to voiceover, and not every voiceover is going a uh, voiceover actor is going to translate well to screen. And the same goes for theater. It's it's there's it's each has its own niche. And uh, for screens, there's a lot of acting that happens in in the face. You can you can demonstrate. Uh, an intent or a demonstrate emotion through the eyes. A lot of acting is in the eyes and subtle facial gestures, um, and that you know that of yeah. course obviously that doesn't that doesn't always translate or it doesn't translate at all in, in voiceover. It has to be all mm-hmm. on the voice, and the same is with with theater. Um, uh, acting is reacting, so you get that feedback when you're on a stage. You're able to respond to what someone's doing, and you don't have that as as a right. voice actor. You have to assume a response and uh, you know, assume what some what a, how an actor is going to portray. If you're if you're uh, giving lines back and forth, you have to assume how the actor the other actor is going to say a line and then respond to it that way. Mm. Um, but it's, yeah, it's very, it's very isolated. It's very singular work. Um, mm-hmm. And it's all, all of the energy is focused completely on the voice. Yeah. So it, it, in that respect, how do you prepare um, and get in character and stay in character when you're, it's essentially just you and the microphone? Uh, to stay in character, well, I don't know. Staying in character has never really been an issue for for me. It's just it's finding finding the mode, finding the things that 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 get me to that character. Like for Eris, I have I have my you know, my warm up that I do. You're all familiar. Yes, with yes. the <laughs> warm up. Uh, I have the, my warm up that I do, of course, and then I have a series of um, of different actually songs that I listen to that help me get into the Eris character. And once I'm there, I'm I'm pretty much I'm pretty much there. I can like <laughs> kind of pop out for every once in a while. But you know, if there's if there's a question that somebody has, uh, the the director has of me, and I can, you know, kind of pop out into Morla and then hop back right back into it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I I just I stay there for the for duration cool. for hours. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Is there a lot of direction that goes on as you're recording? Eris, for for instance. So each line gets uh, gets some direction. It's uh, scripts for for voiceover is usually in an Excel spreadsheet, and so each line is uh, has an intent. Oh, okay. And so that's yeah. So it, I read the line, and I it's usually given three three different ways with with a specific intent. Wow. How cool. long does it usually take you to get through a day of recording? Uh, sessions are. Um, I'm, I'm a member of the union, so sessions are, are not longer than <laughs> yes. than four hours. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So how did you get started in voice acting all together? Oh, I love this story. <laughs> uh, it's my favorite um, because it's it's not obvious. And <laughs> I, I started out in, in theater. Actually, I did my very first play when I was in second grade. Yes. I was like, yeah, I decided then that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I have my, my degree is in theater. I have a, a BFA in theater. And I decided that that's, I was going to pursue a life of non-musical theater on Broadway. And I went to New York, did that thing. <laughs> Um, I, I auditioned a lot, and I kept getting cast in for voiceovers for commercials. Mm. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, all right, fine, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll do those. And those <laughs> make things. that money, right? <laughs> exactly. But I'm going to pursue theater because it's it's my my noble pursuit. <laughs> it, is, it is it is what my degree is in. It's my yeah. You know, it's but. I uh, yeah, so I just kept getting cast in in commercials, and and then, and then eventually I um, I just kind of had a, a, a paradigm shift, where um, well, I, I was introduced to to video games. That's really right. the yeah. the fundamental hey. thing. As I was introduced, um, I was asked was like, hey, have you ever considered working working in video games? And I and I. I said that that's just not even possible. That doesn't because <laughs> I was like NES girl, right? And so I was like yeah. playing Spy versus Spy, and and there's no voices in that. <laughs> but I was introduced to to Bioshock, and like my eyes open wide. And I'm like, this, 
I didn't know. I didn't know this existed. <laughs> this is a possibility. And it's it's wonderful because it's everything that I love about theater without any of the things that I don't like mm. about theater. So it's it's I and and it's un I'm I'm unlimited in in characters that I that I can audition for, that I can yeah. play. Mm-hmm. There's no physical restrictions. So I can if if I can get my voice there, there's no limits. There's no limits as to what I can play. And um, yeah, and then I there I love rehearsal process, but it's also very time consuming, and right. especially mm-hmm. with a child, it's yeah. it's like how I couldn't even imagine just you know justifying a f- you know a four a four week run of a show right. plus the rehearsal on top of that, and just so physically exhausting as well. Um, this it's four hours four hours a day. Nice, and, nice, and uh, yeah, and it and it. And the reach is better as well. Like yeah. I can, I can play to a state, a, a theater of, you know, two hundred, five hundred right. people, and be like, "Yay, we packed the house!" <laughs> yeah. Or I can reach millions, millions. and millions <laughs> of people around the world. It's yeah. in like that's huge impact. Like mm-hmm. how that's to have that kind of uh, to have that kind of impact is mm-hmm. amazing. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Quick cool. question. Sure. Have you played kind of a straight-ahead male character in a video game yet? Oh, Are you interested in that? I think. Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't played. Yeah, of course I would. Of course I would. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. I could totally um, see you doing it. Very cool. <laughs> you know, it's funny, but I actually, I was, um, one of my favorite auditions that I ever did was I was, I auditioned for Henry, going back to theater, I auditioned for Henry V. <laughs> and oh I, I was like, oh, you know what? This is. It was exciting that the theater was even considering having a female in the mm. role. And I walked away thinking, it's like, you know what? I that was. It was just so exciting to be able to do that. And I yeah. thought, like, I could do that. I could. I could play that role. I and it's could just totally it has see you has had only had anything to do with deci- whether the theater wanted to go that route. Right, and they yeah. decided not to go that yeah. route. I know. I know. But it was. It was really exciting. I really enjoyed that. The, yeah. the possibility of that. If you could yeah. go back in time and audition for any role in Bioshock, what would it be? Oh wow. Um, it's been a while since that game came out, so I yes. understand if there, if no names <laughs> jump to mind. Yeah. Uh, oh gosh, the um, well, uh, uh, so Sophia Lamb. I oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Bioshock was, I think, one of the the first games for me that really kind of blew my mind in that way. Also. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was playing it with my brother, it was like he sat me down and made me watch the opening sequence. And before that, I had I, I played games, but I didn't like sit down and play through one all the way to the end mm-hmm. to see what happened in the end. And that for me, Bioshock was like, okay, well now I'm stuck. I've got to yeah. I've got to see this through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a, a wonderful, wonderful game. And just yeah. everything with that game, audio wise, was just. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Gary Scheiman's score. Oh. Oh, so good. And the whole idea of the licensed music and and how mm-hmm. um uh you know, I think it was I think it was em- actually Emily Ridgway who really made a point to get this the um this the licensed music that they got and she said that she wanted it to reach a new generation. Oh wow. And I thought that yeah. was really fantastic. It was a, a, a very uh, talk about noble pursuits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it really set the tone for everything in that game. Mm-hmm. Like, it was yeah. so important. Um, so you've also been in Infamous. Yeah. Infamous 2. Uh-huh. Infamous 2, right, yes. right. With your uh, New Orleans draw. Yes. <laughs> that's right, that's right. That was, a, that was a, um, another one. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the games that, I, that I've worked on, I, I, I went out, I, I pursued them, I got them. Um, I, I decided that that was a game that I wanted to be in, and I went and I... I joined organizations to find out who the people are that I needed to talk to, go to GDC so I could actually meet those people, uh, read Game Informer to find out what's coming up. And, uh, yeah, and Infamous 2 was one when I when I heard about it. I was like, I, I have to be in this game. Yeah. <laughs> it's set in um, New Marais. I do right. quotation marks. New Marais, which is a um, – it's, it's New Orleans, essentially. Yes. And then I found out from the audio director that they were really trying to make it very authentic. They mm-hmm. hired a band called Galactic to do the score. And I love. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. It just added, added, added to my my need to be a part of it. So I uh, 
I found out who I thought was the person that I needed to talk to, called her up, was like, I, I, here's the reasons why I need to be in this game. <laughs> Just like completely unsolicited. She's like, that's great. I'm not the person you need to talk to. <laughs> but I was like, oh, man. She said, but I know who you do need to talk to. And yeah. so she put me in touch with her. And she later said, she's like, I've never had anyone express such a desire to be a part of a game. I need it. I, she said, I wanted to help you be in this game because, nice. I, it, because, because of how I, I approached it. So, yeah. That's so great. So, yeah, I, I, I went and I did a lot of, a lot of different uh, Southern accents. So, accents are, are my specialty and Southern accents are my forte. <laughs> And New Orleans accents is like, oh, forget about it. That's like my mastery. So yeah, and there's yeah. so many different you're New from Orleans. There, right? I, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's, there we go. <laughs> oh, that, that was that was the key piece of that puzzle right there. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for bringing it back. I'm from New Orleans, so I had to be a part of this game. Um, yeah, there are there are a lot of different accents in New Orleans. A lot of people don't know that there are so many different accents, and mm-hmm. I wanted to add that level of authenticity. And I think that they were happy for it. Oh, geez. <laughs> could, you spe- yeah. could you say something with a New Orleans accent? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Linda. Yeah. Well, the most common one is is uh, it's something called a yat. So um, yat. Yeah. Y apostrophe a t. It comes from um, the same way yat, which actually oh. actually doesn't mean. Where are you? It means how are you? Oh, so the correct <laughs> response is all right. So uh, so um, <clears throat> let me think about something very yet. So uh, a very common thing that they say in New Orleans is uh, you know, hey, where yet? How's your mom and them? How's your mom? How's your mom and them? You making groceries over there at the Schwagmans? So yeah, that's um no, like New Orleans, you know, like you do. You go over to Gerard Street and you go, you pass a good time. And you have some uh, some Erstas and some crawfish over that barrel. <laughs> you got to wash it all out in the zinc. Oh. I'm yeah. glad that you were able to oh. <laughs> blend your voice. Yeah, yeah, so that we could know. So yeah, that's that that's. Awesome. And now I'm going to be talking like that for the rest of the day. Thanks. <laughs> I won't be able to get out at. It's all right. Yeah. I don't mind. Oh. Um, but yeah, then the, there was um, also I went to school in. Um, at, I went to I went to Ole Miss, the University of Mississippi Aww. in Oxford, and so one of the characters that I that I suggested just because of proximity was a um, like a, a, a kind of like the sorority again quotation marks a sorority girl uh, type accent, which I think is that's the one that you said that you've all, uh, Nicole you've heard the most and laughed and laughed. It was like, like, oh my god, y'all, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and like yeah. screw this town. <laughs> It's like a yeah. drunk, yeah, it was <laughs> hilarious. It was hilarious. Y'all. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even think. So, like, um, I remember, like, um, like during Rush Week, people would talk about their uh, sorority <laughs> sisters and say, Betsy, Betsy, come on. Oh, my God. We're going to the t- <laughs> we're go to the swap, and we're going to have so much fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, so, oh, great. so great. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love I love accents. I love doing accents. Yeah. So you're in a pretty big game coming up and you're a oh, fairly yeah. big character. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little so, bit. So so excited. Um I am uh it's coming up November sixth. I believe. Yes. yes. November 6th. <laughs> it is uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 3. And I am the specialist by the name of Battery. And she is so badass. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she's she's um, comes from a family of, of – um, she's a military brat. Everyone in her family is military. She's, like, the youngest nice. of, yeah. of five, uh, all brothers, all in the military. Yeah. So it is, it is her – that is just all her life. Her whole life is is this. So she's a she's a very focused. Is she one very of the augmented characters, or is she? Because I know in, in Black Ops Three, there people get like cybernetic implants and stuff and become kind of superhuman. Does she have any cybernetic implants or any super fancy things? She, I, her, her big her big item is that she's got this amazing. Uh, amazing weapon called the Warhammer. Nice. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Very yeah, cool. But yeah, there's there's uh, all all kinds of uh, she has all kinds of specialties and special abilities, and it's really cool. I am so glad there are more women in that game. I know Katie Sackhoff is also in it, which is great. Yeah, I remember my my defining memory of Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare was the trailer where, like, 
it, at the end, you hallucinate this beautiful woman in a low-cut dress leaning over you, and then it turns out to be a goat. So anyway, <laughs> I'm glad that there are female soldiers. That makes me so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, feel, I feel, feel very proud of that specifically. I, I did a, um, a lot of research. I, I did a – I followed um, – I watched a lot of interviews of, um, of women in the military, specifically uh, Vernice Armour. I watched interviews with her and just kind of uh, seeing how 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 she how she how she conducts interviews and how when she's like on when she is in in that zone and then also like how she is personally outside of that and just seeing the difference in in, in that. But um, yeah, I was I was impressed with her interviews. Just yeah. just meticulously watching for every little like, <laughs> shift in the eye and every little every every delivery and how it was um so specific it was so, such a specific thing so yeah yeah it was that was really interesting I, I want to meet her one day I want to meet her <laughs> she's so cool have you ever done motion capture or would you be interested in doing motion capture uh well th- there's um facial capture definitely I've I've done that that's yeah. um and that that was used in uh, in in the Taken King for mm-hmm. sure, um, but yeah, performance capture is something that I'm I'm very interested in. I actually I actually started taking some classes, some like uh, kickboxing and 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 lots of martial arts, so that nice. I can nice. cool. be more. Um, I can do a lot more of that mm-hmm. type of thing. Definitely, yeah. that's Definitely really exciting. exciting. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, what advice would you give to people? Who want to get into voice acting? Mm, well, first, play games. <laughs> so play games because it's it's uh, you know it's interesting how many people they I get asked this question a lot. How, you know, how do I do? What do I? How do I get into voiceover? Like, well, oh, or if, if you love doing voiceover games, could, is it because you love games? Like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to. I just want to do the. I just want to do that. I was like, I oh, just want to grunt for four wanna, hours yeah. and <laughs> no, get that but, money. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, would you want to be in movies if you didn't watch movies? Like what? So it's yeah. it's definitely definitely know your trade. Definitely know definitely know the industry that you want to be a part of, so you can participate in the conversation. And uh, and it helps also just in in line read. So you like okay, well these are just like you know battle cry like just shouting out things yeah. like you understand what that means and you understand a lot of of the lingo that happens or, or recurring terms that happen. Um, but yeah, so as far as um, uh, process, I have I have kind of a um, my formula that I that I that I do, I, or that how I started out, is that I you know, join organizations like the Game Audio Network Guild to um, to to be a part of the conversation and to to meet other people in the industry. Uh, a lot of um, a lot of people that I that we all got started out at the same time. We all joined Gang at the same time. They're audio directors, their casting directors. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, you know, we kind of grew up together. And so um, it's it's nice to be able to have that history. Uh, also, going to GDC, mm. having an opportunity to meet people face-to-face, it's, 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 you know, it's very, very focused, it's very business-oriented, but there's also a lot of hang. And I cannot yeah. overemphasize just, like, the hanging out <laughs> and getting to know people on yeah. a personal level um, and, and having conversations with them as well. Uh, and then, being you know, being a real person, being a real person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, and, and, and being really, really brave and really um, tenacious about it. Like, for instance, the, the infamous two uh, opportunity that I spoke about. And, and the, the, the first game that I ever, that I ever landed, it was out of, um, it was out of like a, an audition that I kind of threw myself into in the middle of a, of an industry event and the the audio director was talking about how he didn't think that actors could they had maybe three characters in their pocket and they wouldn't be able to do voices different enough to be able to um, to to justify using them for for more characters or um, or that like he wanted he wanted to be able to find an actor who could have 
be one character and having a conversation with the other character and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. And uh, I said, oh, yeah, you mean like this? And I started doing exactly (laughs) that where I, I, I... portray myself as one character and then I had a conversation with that character right there in the middle of this party and he was like <laughs> just kind of looked at me for a little while and was like yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I'm talking about right so yeah, everybody around you was, was like, like what? what? <laughs> it's like oh it's GDC no problem <laughs> we get it all the time yeah. No. <laughs> um, but yeah I wound up I, I wound up landing that I didn't need to do more than one character, but it was mm-hmm. something about he, him knowing that I had that ability. He was like, yes, okay. <laughs> you were hired. Cool. That would take bravery. <laughs> it was, and it was. And it was It was actually my very first GDC, too. Oh, wow. So I was like, I, I, here it is. You got to jump on the opportunity. I'm going to go. Just go, go, go. Yeah. Yeah. And I did. And so um, I'm, I'm really proud of myself for that. And yeah. and, and, and every every move since then, too, just to, like, just go find out what it is that I want. Know the know what games are coming out. Read the read Game Informer. Mm-hmm. You know, go to IGN, and uh, and uh, yeah, just be be knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Yes, Marlon and I met at IGN, <laughs> <laughs> even though we didn't realize so it. So funny, so funny. So uh, we are both mem- or were both members of a mom's club mm-hmm. in the east side here of Seattle because um, mm-hmm. our children are the same age. And, you know, when Morla joined, I was like, man, like, I know her from somewhere. <laughs> and I was just thinking, like, oh, I must have seen her at GDC or, you know, something like that. Um, and then she's like, kids are on the swings. We're talking to each other. And she's like, yeah, I used to do, like, some voice, uh, you know, lessons at IGN. And I'm like, that's where I know you from. Yeah. Yeah. Back so. from the VO workshops. Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's such a small world. I know, <laughs> yeah. Especially in this industry. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Okay, so do you guys have any more questions I for me? I thought I did, and I, I guess, uh, what are you most excited about uh, in the next year, if you can say anything <laughs> at all? Oh, yeah. You can answer in a, a, an abstract, a metaphor if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, got a couple of a couple of really good things on the, on the horizon. I'm really excited about, uh, unfortunately, I can't. I can't talk. Yeah. About no it. one in the game industry can ever no, talk about what they're I know, doing. I know. <laughs> I know. It's true. But um, yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Cool. And I'll, yeah. I'll definitely, I'll, I'll let y'all know. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for being here, for Marla. Sure. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So now we're going to transition into our uh, final uh, segment, which is what we're playing. Simone is you gonna dancing. You going to read that letter? After we talk okay. about what we're playing. Check it. <laughs> Simone's dancing. Why don't you start? I don't then? know why I'm dancing. Uh, <laughs> I played Minecraft Story Mode this week, and I both liked it and didn't like it. Um, my review, I just finished writing it today. It it def- it felt very, very much like a first episode. It was a little rough in places, a little slow. Um I do really like a lot of the characters. Like the main character, Jesse, is wonderful. And you can play as either um, male Jesse, who is voiced by Patton Oswalt, or female Jesse, who's voiced by Catherine Tabor. And both of them are great. I love that. Um, I love having that choice. And I love Ashley Johnson's character, Petra, as well. But there was a lot of a few things that I felt were kind of rough. Like the the combat was, you know, not terribly inspired, which Yes, it's a Telltale game. They tend to follow the same format, but it was still, like, very difficult. Like, in certain, the first zombie fight that I had, you know, you'd be edging forward with the joystick, and then you'd press X to whack a zombie, and it was kind of hard to tell if you were at the correct distance. And then for the first the first time I killed a zombie, there was this combo that I had to do. It was a quick time event. And that only happened once, and it didn't come back in any of the other, like, zombie defeating that I did. So it was kind of just like I would... I would just watch my character kill, finish off the zombie, and I was like, that's fine. I mean, eh. but um, that minor complaint, but it just felt kind of not not terribly compelling in that sector. I did love most of the quick time events, and I might be the only person who loves quick time events in no, Telltale Games. Too. But good. We're together Telltale on games this. Games are awesome. Yes, I, de- I really, I did definitely like it. 
But I feel like they were kind of searching for that ground between the more adult stories that they tell and, you know, Minecraft, which is a kid's game or at least a very child popular game. Yes. And they did not quite hit that that spot of being funny and being clever and being compelling all at once. Mm. And there were definitely parts that were all those things together. But then there were other parts that felt a little, a little easy and juvenile and other parts that – also, they swore like twice, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> it's rated E10 plus by the ESRB. They said uh, hell and damn, I think, each once. And I was like, really? Whoa. Like, <laughs> could have just not written that and had it been rated E, have it have been rated E? Oh, my God. Yeah. That sentence was a train wreck or a minecart wreck, perhaps. Yes. We won't worry about it. Um, I definitely am really excited to see where the, the following episodes go. I think mm-hmm. – uh, you know, it's a start. It's a rough yeah. one, but I do like where the story's going, and I love how many female characters there are. I like how many people of color there are. So, a plus on that. Yes, so, yeah, that's what very I. Cool. That's what I did. Awesome. I love the pig, Ruben. He's very important. He's a VIP. <laughs> a very important pig. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Is are you just were you just saying VIP or is that part of the? That's just game. me. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. All right. Morla, how about you? Oh, we've been jumping around a lot. Um, got some uh, some Witcher up in there. Taken King, of course. Yeah. But uh, fired up most recently is Yoshi's Woolly World, <gasps> which is really sweet. Oh, and the audio is good. The audio is so good. The little the vocalizations that Yoshi make are He's ad- so adorable. He's so cute. Yes. And uh, I don't know. I got the sense of like Christmas. You know, it felt, <laughs> it felt like it felt like like opening up the NES on on Christmas. Like oh, that just that warm that warm toasty feeling on the inside. <laughs> it was it's it's very sweet. Very Do you have sweet. the woolly yarn Yoshi? The like actual or the amiibo? Yeah. The the, there's like a there's a figure that is made of wool that you can buy that is um it's the the amiibo so it has the um NFC chip in it so you get like extra I don't uh, know what you get with a wool yarn Yoshi I have no idea either mm. I don't have a Wii yeah. U there you go there you go anyway it's adorable yes <laughs> yes they are adorable um, is it weird to hear your own voice in a game when you're playing like do you have a moment of like that sounds familiar oh it's me <laughs> uh. I, I I think I'm I think I'm probably really hypercritical. Like I was like, oh, I could have delivered that differently. And sometimes it's really sometimes it's just really gratifying. Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's good. I yeah. like that. That was really cool. Excellent screaming, me. Pat pat pat. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's it is it is interesting. I think I tend I actually think I tend to kind of stay away from games that I've mm-hmm. worked on just because I know that I'll I'll pick apart every yeah. single line. Um, but I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting, pa- I'm getting past it. No, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I, I get past it. I get yeah. past it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. How about you, Linda? Uh, I've been playing this game called Ghosts of Memories, which is, um, a lot like Monument Valley, which we all loved mm-hmm. so much. Um, Monument Valley was an extremely innovative game. Mm-hmm. I think everyone agrees ab- about that. And this game has in all the materials that it sent out just kind of build itself as just like Monument Valley yes. or the heir to Monument Valley. It's also said that it's an innovative game, which I didn't find to be the case just because it was so much like Monument Valley. It was like <laughs> exactly like Monument Valley yeah. in terms of the gameplay and the way, you know, the uh, spooky music playing and the sound right. effects and the puzzles that are kind of like Escher-like paintings. And um, it's a little bit different in that there's a lot more switching between two worlds in order to solve the puzzles. But it's really fun. I ended up, you know, saying, just get over your Monument Valley ripoff. Yeah. (laughs) The Um, whole PR strategy was really weird to me. It was. It wasn't good. And and I – they're – the development company is out of Warsaw, Poland. Mm. And I just felt like maybe they had a slightly different cultural approach to PR or something. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, that may not have been the best strategy. But I do think the game is good. It's So really would you recommend fun. it to people who want to play more Monument Valley? <laughs> I would, actually. Yeah. yeah I, I would. If you're not, you know, 
so much of a fan boy or girl of Monument Valley that you just can't stand it not being Monument Valley, then I would say it's hmm. a similar game in terms of gameplay and yeah, it's pretty pretty fun, pretty satisfying huh. puzzles. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've been playing a few things. So you know, we've been playing Castle Crashers with Anna, which she still asks about. <laughs> she uh, she was asking if she could play as a boss. And oh I've said, gosh. no, honey, you, you actually, you can't play as the boss. So you can get the skins for like all the bad guys. She's always, she's all into that. But then she's like, I want to play as the boss. And <laughs> I, I didn't have a good answer for her. I said, <laughs> there is a game where you can play as a boss, but it is completely not a game that you're going to play in many, many years. Um, so, so we were trying to find something else um, that we could load up with her. Uh, we did, uh, we booted up Never Alone. Uh, which is a game uh, about an Alaskan uh, native girl, and she has a fox. Um, unfortunately, there is a bear sequence at the beginning of that game, and Anna... Oh, she's still she, scared of the bears. She, yeah, <laughs> she doesn't like the bears. Um, so she didn't want to play that. Uh, and then... Um, Pe- oh, Peggle. Peggle. We tried to, we tried to load oh. up Peggle, and Peggle would not work. <gasps> and what? I think it has... We have the pre- we're in the preview program, so we have the new dashboard... And I'm wondering oh. if that was why Peggle doesn't work, honestly. That's but unacceptable. I know. We tried Call it. Phil Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> we tried it three Phil. we tried it three times and it just it didn't work. And I was like <laughs> because like you, you see like the, the loading screen, it's like rainbows. And she's like, Oh rainbows, you know. So um yeah, so that was unfortunate. So hopefully we'll be able to do that soon. It just Try, she wants to play games with us so much yeah. that I'm just trying to find things. And uh, she is playing uh, Animal Jam on the iPad, and she is always bringing it over to me. Look, Mommy, look at this, this decoration that I got for this house. And they're doing this whole Halloween theme right now. So she's got a little haunted house that she can decorate. And she's like, look, look, now you decorate. And But then she tells me what I need to decorate oh, with. Yes. It's just like the, the store thing yeah. that she plays and says, no, you want to buy bears. <laughs> um, uh, so, so, yeah, so we're looking for more of that. So if you guys have... Recommendations on that front, um, we don't have anything that's terribly violent. Castle Crashers is probably the most that we will go just because it's, it's kind of goofy and cartoony. Um, so, uh, and then me, uh, Alpha Bear, more Alpha Bear. <laughs> I, I, I am not, I'm not beating the uh, the childish boss yet, who, uh, you know, is in a diaper with a pacifier. I think that's a metaphor for your life. Maybe. <laughs> in a diaper with a pacifier, and he's so hard to beat. Like, the, um, the board is really, really small. And uh, apparently you get a bonus for two-letter words in that one. Ooh. So I was trying to do all two-letter words. Still didn't work for me. Um, yeah. But I think it's because the board is so small. Like, I can do the whole thing, like, giant bear, full board. Every single time, I still can't beat him, and it's like by That's a so lot. It's by a lot that I can't beat him, so <laughs> it's gonna take a while, unfortunately. And then um, Hearthstone, which I did really bad at last night, it was just totally having <laughs> bad luck. But I did see they they pulled up the screen with the update that said the the card that they nerfed, and that what this is what it was like now. So um, I didn't go up against anybody who was a warrior, so I couldn't see if. They have ditched the Grim Patron um, strategy, <laughs> but hopefully I'll see that soon. Was that the one where every time you saw it, you'd just be like, nope, bye? Yes, okay. yes, <laughs> yes. That's, that's what it is. So they didn't actually nerf um, that card. They nerfed a card that just makes this whole kind of uh, snowball effect of things oh, okay. uh, possible. And so um, – and and that was a good choice. You know, I think mm-hmm. they thought about it a lot and – you know, really, you know, uh, they, they posted on their blog, like, we don't just do, you know, whatever because somebody complains. Like, we really – like, making a change to a card is a huge deal. And, like, mm-hmm. they, they really study everything that they introduce in all those expansion packs mm-hmm. and make sure mm-hmm. that the game is fair. So um, – That sounds like Blizzard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I went to BlizzCon in 2010 and watched a fascinating panel all about nerfing things. Yeah. And wow. how people get so upset. Yeah. Like, there are all these people in the audience just freaking out about 
what got nerfed or what didn't get nerfed. And then this panel up in the front was just trying to calm everyone down and say, <laughs> oh you know, it's okay. We're figuring it out. It'll yeah, be yeah. all right. Yeah. That's we're trying to balance it. We're not trying to attack you. Passionate yeah. fans. Yeah, I don't know if that's just luck. But like I said, I didn't come across a warrior and I played like 10 games. Nice. And I lost them all. <gasps> I was oh, no. so upset. Nicole. I was not getting the cards that I needed. Like, you know, you you get drawn, you're drawing your first hand. You get like three or four cards depending upon whether you go first. And you can just discard as many of those as you want to get new cards. And I was discarding because I had my high mana cards would yeah, get in there. Yeah. I'm like, discard, I want, I want some low mana stuff. And they would just come back with the high mana. Oh, I'm like, Ugh. It was I'm very sorry. frustrating. I dropped like three ranks, um, <laughs> even though I don't care about rank really that much. But yes. Sure. So, sure. Next time, it'll be better. Yeah, sure. I've been irritated. I couldn't beat the Alpha Bear boss. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> whatever. I'll go in and play some Hearthstone. And then... <laughs> Betrayed by games in the Tanner story. I was. Um, So the last thing here is we have a question. Hooray. (laughs) Thank you, Esteban. Yes. Uh, Esteban has asked us uh, a question uh, on a previous podcast. And uh, he just wrote us this wonderful letter about um, how much he loves us, which is so, so awesome. And we love him too. We do. We do. He's like he was feeling your pain when the Disney Infinity file uh, got disappeared. Uh, um, and uh, so uh, he actually opened the wounds, Esteban. Yeah. <laughs> um, has not been a father, but he just found out that his wife is expecting. Aww. So congratulations. Yes. And he's probably in the freakout mode. As you know that happens. Um, so the question that he has for us this time is uh, how we feel about when is the right time to introduce more mature games to kids, such as Halo, Tomb Raider, Mortal Kombat, that kind of stuff. Now, Interesting question. Those, yeah, and those games are completely different in how I would introduce them. Yeah. So, um, so I don't know. Anna's only five, and I, I we don't let her watch really movies or TV shows that are even— Did you just say Anna's five? Anna's not five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. Anna's three. I was thinking, we, my husband and I were talking about Star Wars mm-hmm. and when she would see Star Wars. And okay. we were, um, you know, predicting that maybe she was f- would be five when she saw that. No, she's three. So she does not watch uh, movies or TV shows that have anything type of violence. Like Pixar stuff is the most um, risque that you would get. And she doesn't watch Brave because she's terrified of the bear at the beginning. Um, so, uh, so it- Well, you need to show her Star Wars so she can see the Ewoks and Chewbacca and be like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm not afraid of large furry monsters now. <laughs> yeah, then maybe she'll get over the bears. Yeah, that would, that would be cool. There are your point. friends. But we're holding out. We're, okay, we're holding hold out, out hold for out. the original originals, the original, original, originals to come out oh. without the George Lucas. Gosh. I must oh. change everything in them. So, oh. And I have them on VHS, but, you know, who watches VHS tapes? I don't even think I have any, any way to play them anymore. <laughs> um, so, so like I said, it's, it's different for each game. So, like, Halo is everybody's in armor. And yeah. it, well, except for the aliens, and so it's kind of it's kind of different for me because you're not like shooting. Uh, well, in multiplayer, you're shooting other people, but in the story mode, you're not you're not really doing that mm-hmm. at all. Um, and Tomb Raider, the most recent Tomb Raiders, have gotten pretty gritty. Um, so yeah. obviously, I, I'm I mean I'm thinking about age, and I it so yeah. depends on the individual for yeah. me. Like when I think of things that I that I saw when I was a kid. I mean, like Anna, certain things would scare me or freak me out and certain other things just completely went over my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my story is always <laughs> me reading um, the Anne Rice books when I was in middle school and not <laughs> realizing that two characters were gay and in a relationship <laughs> despite yeah. the fact that there was literal on-screen sex or on-page sex. Yes. And I read this and I years later I looked back on it and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so it really, and you know, maybe you want to introduce your kid to something like that. Not obviously 
sex when they're five years or like literal sex scenes when they're five years old. But, you know, you you can turn that into a conversation and you want them to yes. acknowledge it maybe. But I um, certain things are just going to not yeah. strike them at all. And hence when Amy Lang was on yes. our podcast, yes. actually are starting to have some conversations about sex yes. with Anna. So she knows what's going on yeah. and does not get misinformed. Exactly. Um, I didn't mean don't have like sex talks at all, but yeah. like don't like – Drop a drop Anne Rice on them and yes. let them go off into the wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so the other thing that that I have some experience with is my nephew. Uh, he's a senior in high school now, so I've watched him kind of grow, and he's always loved games, and he thinks my husband is the coolest thing in the world because he works on Aww. Halo. Um, but like Cute. my uh, my brother would let him play things like um, Left for Dead. Or mm-hmm. things where it's like zombies or like monster type things. Um, and then and he played Halo. And just recently he's been playing Call of Duty because he's – well, actually, technically he is now the 17 and up. So he can ah. play whatever he wants. Um, so, yeah, it really just depends on the on the kid and the game. I can't imagine that I would ever want to introduce Mortal Kombat to Anna because <laughs> I think that's a terrible game. And a terrible representation of women. So probably none of those I would ever introduce to her. Um, mm. But she may come across them. But stuff with a big – with a good story, even if it's a little gritty, I could see yeah. possibly introducing her around 12, 13 if she understands stuff like that. But yeah. who I think that's knows? fair to say. <laughs> and like for me, I think uh, – yeah, at a certain time when they're – you know, coming up into their tween or teen years, I do think it is important to expose them to things like that, not just because they will seek it out and find it on their own and experience it on their own without your guidance, but also because I I think it does help in almost like exposure therapy to traumatic or frightening things. Like, I, I feel it's not helpful at all to grow up without experiencing any violence in media, without experiencing any sex in media, because... When If you are that sheltered when you go out into the world and those things have never been addressed in your life, then you're going to be confused and traumatized by the yes. world. So, yeah, And it's just a totally different experience, I think, to give a, say, a tween kid, 10 or 11 or 12, a game to play on their own versus sitting down with them and playing with them mm-hmm. and talking about all the things in the game. Yeah that might be frightening or violent or have sexual content Mm -hmm. or whatever. If you're talking with them as a parent as you go along, that's just a completely different experience. Mm -hmm. And it's -hmm. it's great. It's great to use video games as object lessons, um, just the way you would use television or movies too. There totally is an interview that I did with Ina Braxton. I think it's probably like two years ago now. Who but is it, the expert on that? Yes, by she's the way. wonderful. She yeah. literally did play Mortal Kombat with her 12 year old son. And her strategy for that was to just point things out to him and be like, oh, her boobs look weird. That's what do you think about that? And he was like, <laughs> yeah, that sucks. <laughs> and like bringing up like, why do you think the women's costumes fall off when they get beaten up? And his answer to that was, well, they want to make them look silly. And she was like, OK, yeah, at 12, he un- he doesn't understand like sy- systematic sexism and the patriarchy. But he can say like that's being done to a character because somebody doesn't respect her. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're, they're putting these things together. They're not necessarily articulating them like, like we would as adults, but you can start kind of introducing those concepts at a young age. Mm. Yes. All right. Mm. Um, I, I also wanted yeah. to mention to Esteban, too, that um, right now the American Academy of Pediatrics or recently has been saying um, no screen time for kids under two, I think. Is the recommendation? They just changed all the they recommendations. They did change. They did change it, and I think they're actually relaxing a little bit and recognizing that what's important is face-to-face time yeah. with your child. And so, if you are having that face-to-face time, and there's a perhaps an iPad between you, or yeah. you're both <laughs> looking at the iPad or yeah. playing the game, but you're playing it together and you're interacting. Yeah, that's completely different from just handing. The thing to your, you know, 18-month-old I think think one of the things that they said was that um, they're starting to recognize that there are certain types of of play that you would do, you know, just physical play or whatever. But now that's just happening virtually. 
and that, right, you know, exactly. you're still doing the same type of playing. It's just, you know, on a screen instead yeah. of, yeah. So, um, so yeah, they have bas- yeah. they used to be like really hyper, like no screen time, <laughs> no screen time under two. And then they were like limited to whatever, all the way up to like age 10 or whatever. Uh, and then one of the things they said too is that, you know, they realize that they needed to change because otherwise they're going to be obsolete and no one's going to pay attention to them at all. It's just going to be like a joke, which mm-hmm. is what I have felt about <laughs> it um, for the past year. I'm like, come on, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. But I love the line in his letter where he was saying he was sure that he didn't understand the the joy and sorrow or challenges or whatever yeah, that yeah. will come with being a parent. And I think you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. <laughs> Until you're a parent, you don't you don't understand that, but it is a wonderful thing. Yeah. And um congratulations. That's yeah, so cool. absolutely. Yeah, yay. Yeah, you'll have to keep us posted on how things go. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, Come back in nine months. <laughs> <laughs> updates on kids. I have updates on my kid all the time. She's being difficult right now. but Still, it's been like three weeks. Yeah. It's been like a month. She is um, She's three <laughs> and a half. <laughs> and you know what I'm finding with lots of parents that I talk to is that it's the halves that are bad. Mm-hmm. So it's like 18 months to two is bad. Two and a half to three is bad. Three and a half to four is bad. So um, That's so interesting. It is. It <laughs> is really interesting. And it, actually, that's what my experience has pretty mm-hmm. much been. Um, so, yeah, so she's in that half <laughs> difficult <laughs> stage. Uh, um, I liked what you said about uh, the three-nager. The three-nager, three yes. Three-nager. Yes. Oh, yeah. I see yes. that. It was like a... Can you, what, what was it? It was something like um, being a three and a teenager, and there's like yes. the mood swings. And yes. The, yeah. It was like, oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I didn't Agony. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, is your son three? He's also three. three. He's, uh, he's fast approaching three and, three and, and a half. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. He's oh a boy. few months younger than Anna. A few Soon. months. Yeah. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is he wearing the superhero cape everywhere yet, or is that? Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, there yeah. You go. He, uh, yeah, yeah he I love that. He went to. Um, he wears it around the house. He's got a bunch of different ones. <laughs> he got the Superman, the Batman, and a Robin actually. Nice. And then he's got the T-shirts that have capes on them. And <laughs> yeah. he, uh, he wanted to wear it to school. I got to pick out every so often. I let him pick out his outfit, and he picked out the the Superman with the cape. It was a cold day. I was like, well, you got to wear. You have to wear a, a jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wear the jacket because then I can't fly. Right. I was like, oh, oh no, gosh. your teacher might appreciate uh, the fact yeah. that you can't fly. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So we, we compromised. He wore a shirt underneath yeah. so he could still fly. Oh. Yeah. I, started I, I still remember that. My son, here I am being that mom and embarrassing <laughs> yes. their, their child. He's 27 now. But when he, was, when he was three and four years old, you could not get that kid out of a cape, man. Love <laughs> cape. My little brother used to like to dress up like Jasper from 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> I, the, the costume was not entirely accurate, but he would wear these like high rubber boots and cor- corduroy pants, a nice like tucked in shirt and a suit jacket and this little red hat. <laughs> and he was so fancy and he loved <laughs> to dress up like this. Oh, that's insane. He's still very stylish today. So I think he cute. went through a sloppy period, but now he's back to being very stylish. Better than me. He's not lazy like I am. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. On that note. to Jasper. (laughs) I think we're going to wrap things up. Morla, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for inviting me. It was really great to talk Um, with you. So if you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can send those to hello at pixelkin.org. You can find us on Facebook, Pixelkin. You can find us on Twitter at Pixelkin underscore org and at Gaming with Moms. You can find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash user Pixelkin org. I looked it up <laughs> <laughs> so we can say it this time. Um, and I think, I think, oh, we're on Blog Talk Radio as well. You can listen there. Uh, so, yeah, I think that wraps them up. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back with you next week. Bye. This podcast was recorded in the studios of the Jack Straw Cultural Center in Seattle, Washington.